what is going on everybody welcome back to downtime re-up where you can get your re-up of sports for the dfw week and your downtime or anytime whatever time you could be doing mm-hmm. stuff you could be not doing stuff but you know we had or to pick a name doing, somehow or if you're doing college work but everybody's going back to college right, or high school starting back up if you just want to have us in the background yapping that'd be cool uh so i mean you could just Know a little bit more about the, the DFW sports. Be up to date. Is your friend Ramley asks you, how did the Mavs do last night? You can actually give them a response because you watched Downtime Rio. Absolutely. So, speaking, speaking of the Mavs. Of, oh, yeah, wow. The Dallas <laughs> Mavericks. Um, we're going to talk about the last three games we played. The first one we're going to talk about, the Timberwolves versus Mavs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was, um, I think, was it his... Luca's first game back, or was it the game before? Uh, well, his it was Luca's. I think Luca was out for one game, mm-hmm. and then he came back, came back, and then he got hurt again. I know we missed him for the for when we played them earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, this game was absolutely dominated by our two superstars. They combined for I think it was sixty nine points. Uh, we beat them 115 to 108. Mm-hmm. It was an all about, honestly, just clinic for our superstars, really. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was crazy. It's like, this is what, as a Mavericks fan, you dreamed of when you saw that Luka and Kyrie were coming together to play basketball. This is what you wanted to see every single night well maybe not every single night because asking but most nights uh, asking this much from them every single night's a lot but yeah most nights i mean you get 35 out of Kyrie, 34 out of luca on top of their assist and their rebounding ability the chances that you lose the game are slim to none so if we can get this kind of production out of luca and Kyrie every single time they step out on the floor which the last two times they step out on the floor together they have done and individually, when one's been out or the other's been out, they've been doing, then this team can really, really excel. Absolutely. And, and this is a team that everybody will obviously thought we were inferior to them because we lost the last two during the season. But honestly, coming back and beating them 108 to 115 gives me a lot more confidence on this team mm-hmm. on itself, especially now that we're getting a little bit of a win streak. Except the loss to the Grizzlies. Other than that, they yeah, been doing fine. Yeah, I mean the 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 Mavs. They they've been doing great. It's just this is kind of they have this weird thing going on where they are playing to the level of their opponent. You know what I mean? So rather than just beating down on a ten win Grizzlies team, we lost to them. Uh, and you know you could say oh well we didn't have Luca or you know we didn't have D Live, but the reality of the situation is the Grizzlies didn't have John Morant, and they are still a ten win or whatever the amount of win teams they are. You know they have yeah. they have like half of our wins. We have double their wins. So it does. It's just one of those games where I feel like we have to think back whenever we lose against like the Grizzlies about when we do have Luca and Kyrie, this is what they can do. They can beat the number one seed in the West 
and they can put on a show you know it's yep. a game you want to watch you love to see luca and Kyrie doing their own thing because they have different play styles and if you're getting the best of both worlds in one game from these two players it's the most entertaining basketball you'll ever watch and i love it and i'm all for it absolutely and then after the we shot from a pretty well is i think we shot over 32 33 percent from three when uh timberwolves oh uh i mean yeah <laughs> we we shot we shot pretty high but let's let's look at the grizzlies game I real quick I that that we were talking about um so like i was saying we didn't have luca uh luca or lively oh whoa, 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 no no we did have luca oh right we didn't have lively that was it. we didn't have lively luca still played even though he was hurt both our superstars still dropped over 30 points and to lose a game like that means our support did absolutely nothing. Yeah, you can, I mean, look at it yourself. DJJ only put up one three-pointer, which is interesting. You have to ask questions of, was it he just wasn't taking them because he was open? Or were Luka and Kyrie not getting their um, offensive players open looks like mm -hmm. they usually do? Uh, I mean, Dwight Powell, four points. You can't really expect so many points out of Dwight Powell. Just, you know, pick and roll finishes and whatever is open. He's pretty consistent inside the paint. If that's one thing that Powell is, he's consistent inside of the paint. He knows how to finish. He had the highest field goal percentage of finishing uh, inside the paint a few years ago whenever yeah. he was a true starter. But, um, yeah, I mean, just not good enough from Josh Green. Not good enough from mm -hmm. Dwight Powell considering that he did start. Uh, not, Terrible from Graham Williams. Yeah. Negative 20. Grant Williams, even though he only played a little bit, it's very frustrating seeing how he was playing at the beginning of the year compared to now. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, we thought we made up, the steal, a steal of a trade and sign that was going to work out for us for years to come. But then he went on a decline. He got hurt. He still hasn't really fully recovered. He's kind of been teetering on the edge of being healthy or not. And it's been very frustrating seeing his struggles because he was shooting a lights out. He was playing amazing defense at the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden it all just kind of vanished. But I mean, that's neither here nor there anymore because this game was a few games ago. But uh, yeah. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. Whenever you're getting 20 plus minutes off of the bench, you're going to have to be doing better than, you know nine points yeah. you're going out onto the floor and you're basically being told shoot the ball <laughs> you know that's that's what he is off the bench you know you come off the bench and you're just gonna shoot the ball and when you're only getting nine points from your primary bench score the game is more than likely not gonna go very well Definitely not. he had a negative 26 just you expect so much more from tim hardaway yeah but i mean going back to saying how we were like if both of your stars are getting 30 plus points a game you're more than likely getting one in the game even if it's against a good team but this is one of those cases that our superstars had a good game i mean they could have shot a little bit better if realistically if you're looking at their field goals they could have shot better 
they could have done better on the free throw line, especially Luca missing five free throws. Might not be three. that big in the overall sense of the game if you're just looking at the final score. But if he makes those five free throws, maybe it takes a swing inside of the actual game and the lead doesn't blow up like how it did. You know, so every single point counts. You know, if you make, if it's a four point game and you make a free throw, then it's a three point game and it's not a two possession game, you know, mm -hmm. just like that. That's a lot more, you know, it puts a lot more belief in your team rather than knowing you're down by two possessions. So free throws are free throws. So it's crucial that we're making the most of it on the line. And that's kind of been a theme with this team. Uh, we have a lot of struggles from the free throw line. Josh Green, DJJ, Luca, um, D Live for sure, whenever he is playing. I mean, we have no real certain free throw shooter that you want to put on the line other than Kyrie. Kyrie of yeah. course, Kyrie, you're going to want to have on the free throw line at the end of the game. At any point in the game, whenever you want to know that you're going to get for sure free throws, you know, yeah. but you can't always have Kyrie on the line. You know, you're going to have to have these other people on your team at least shooting 75% from the free throw. And that's what you need on a nightly basis. But sometimes it's not a, what you get. Just a bad game overall, really. But going to the next game, we had, remember, the Knicks, right? Yes. So or as they used to call them, the Knickerbockers. All right. This game, um, pretty close to the end. Like usual, we don't really, as I can tell, they absolutely went off on us the fourth quarter. We almost took the game pretty much. Actually, the whole second half, we were getting outscored like crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those games where you just had a feeling. You know, we had a 20-point lead. Uh, at some point in the first half, mm -hmm. but it just never felt safe. You always felt like, okay, yes, we're doing really well, but A, Kyrie can't play the whole game, and B, who's going to be doing that scoring when Kyrie isn't on the floor, you know? Who's going to show up? And sure enough, last night, Tim Hardaway Jr. showed up, yeah. as he should, you know? That's what he's there for, to score points and to play mediocre defense which to his credit he got two steals so i mean thj take a bow great game Kyrie, of course you can't say enough about him yep, 44. and what he did i mean it was just incredible especially going down the stretch what Kyrie was able to do to be able to close the game out because yep. it was looking ugly for a second there but Kyrie stayed composed the team stayed composed josh green hit a big three and they were playing defense on the other end, and that's what's important. And Grant Williams also showed up shooting um two for six on three and three for seven for the field goal. Um, he had eleven points, so at least he showed up this game. Other than the last one was, was it like three points? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the game before I that mean, having zero. So I mean, at least he, he did he, something. He this played time. twenty-seven minutes, only scored eleven points, but having an only of a minus four when you're scoring eleven points. Makes you believe that, okay, he probably did pretty well on the defensive end, but he's definitely still struggling on the offensive end. Uh, two for six is by no means horrendous, you know, still 33%, still not a bad average, but we need to be seeing more of that 40% shooting Grant Williams that we were seeing at the beginning of the year. And then we can't have Julius Randle dropping 32 points on us. Yeah, I mean, 
Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson for some reason have just been on a tear. Yeah. Um, and I didn't expect any less. But to the credit of the Mavs, their defense in the month of January is fifth best in the conference or in the league, one or the other. Uh, I think it's in. I think it's in the league. I think it's fifth best in the league. But the Knicks did have the second best in the league ever since they picked up OG Ananobi and Preston Chua. Yeah, so that's how I just saw it here. I was like going to the Chuba get there. Yeah, so the Mavs being able to put up 128 without Luca against what is a top three defense in so far this month. You know, we're only we're only eleven days into this month so far, but that's three three ish games during mm-hmm. normal. So depending if you've played more, maybe four, but still the Mavs being able to put together a game like this and to prove that they don't need just Luka to be able to win, that Kyrie can still do it himself, that Kyrie is still that guy. You know, I sometimes Kyrie needs to remind these people because a lot of people see him playing next to Luka, being the second man, not getting as many touches, and people forget that that's Kyrie Irving. You know, yeah. it is no joke when Kyrie Irving has the ball in his hands, and it's the most beautiful basketball you'll ever watch. Absolutely. So... Yeah, um, Luca's gonna be out next game again. Yep, like versus the Pelicans. Um, Maxi apparently found his small toe. It came back. <laughs> okay. He's questionable. It's been two months since we've seen Maxi Kleber play. Not like I think it'd make that big of a difference. Although, I think if Grant isn't on and Maxi is on, then I definitely think Maxi takes Grant's spot in terms of if one of them is gonna start or not. You know, because they're basically the same player, except you need to be shooting the hot hand, you know. So you can, you can, you know, go between if Grant's shooting hot or if Maxie's shooting hot. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. You know, they both play defense. They both can shoot the three. They're both long. They're both strong. They can both guard multiple positions. But what's most important for this team and what will continue to be most important for this team the way it's constructed is the three-point shot and you need to put whoever is hot out there because you need someone that's going to be able to bang the open threes that Luca or that Kyrie gives you because if we're just missing open shots on one side of the court and giving up fast breaks that's how we're going to lose yep. and that's how we usually don't keep leads usually we yeah. start missing and all of a sudden next you know we're down by 10 or more yeah what is your prediction for tomorrow's game Mavericks and Pelicans. So, Mavericks versus Pelicans. No Luka. Questionable D-Live. Questionable Maxi. Um, do we know about Dante Exum's status? I'm going to guess nope. he's probably still out. Probably will be for another game or two, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, man, Kyrie's been playing amazing. Uh... I think we win a close game, uh, and I think that I think that Grant Williams hits a little bit of a spark. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling four threes out of Grant Williams. Four I'm threes. feeling four threes out of Grant Williams. And score? Um, let's do considering we've been playing decent defense. Um, you know, although giving up 124 points is a lot, uh, I would say like. One nineteen to one twelve. 
119 to 112. What I was going to say is 113 to 106. Oh, that's pretty low. That's a, Considering the type of team we are, yeah. that's a pretty low-scoring game. But it would I be just, cool to see them grind out a game like that. You know? That I would be cool. I just feel like it's going to be one of those games. Right? It will be close most of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the fourth quarter, that's where um, we're going to kind of just take the lead from there, really. Yeah, hey, man. I mean, fourth quarter, that's that's Kyrie's quarter. Absolutely. So, but yeah, we're going to go on to Zidzalis Stars real quick. Tell us how they've been doing recently. Ooh, I see a lot of red. What's going on? So, the Stars are continuing to have the same problem that they've been having. They're just very inconsistent. And the biggest problem with that is it's like... I don't know if you want to say it's a problem or not. It's just annoying that they're losing, but they're losing one-score games. Yeah, 4-3, 5-4, 4-3. I mean, their last five losses are in one-score games, but a lot of their last few wins are, well, other than recently, against the Wild, because the Wild are terrible, and we hate Minnesota. If you're watching this podcast and you're wanting to start into the Dallas Stars, if you want to know one thing, we hate the Minnesota Wild. Yep. And if you want to know a little bit about why we hate the Minnesota Wild, you can go into last year's playoffs and learn a little bit about how dirty of a players that they are over there yep. and the kind of things that they were saying during the playoffs just to get smacked around by the Stars in the end. Anyways, we clearly kicked their butts two games in a row, which was amazing considering our three-game skid. But you look at these three games that we lost – and they're all by one. We were there. One point. We were there the whole game, and these are good teams too. The Avalanche is a good team. I mean, the Blues are all right. The Predators are an all right team. Um, but those are those teams that are right there next to us. Nashville's right below us, and then following that is St. Louis, and then of course Colorado is right above us. Which so this is, that's one of those games that we need to take full points from Colorado so that they don't get any points. And they ended up getting the upper hand on that. So it would have been great if we would have gotten that win over Colorado. But as you see, Winnipeg and Colorado have a lot of games up on the Stars right now. Yes, we're behind in the standings, but we have three games in hand, I think. Or two. So we have two games, I think, in hand from Winnipeg and the same for Colorado. Okay. Um, Winnipeg is kind of just hitting the stride there's not much we can do about that. It's going to be a little hard to catch up in that sense. But I know we can catch up to Colorado. I know we can stay there. And I know that if this team just uses this momentum that we just got from just knocking around Minnesota at their home and at our home, that they they can catch up to Winnipeg eventually, you know? And Jason Robertson... You know, Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, Dushin. I think eventually we're going to get back Ottinger. I don't know how soon that's going to be, but we should be getting Ottinger back. Ottinger was an automatic all-star, so that says enough about Ottinger. Even though he was struggling this year, for his standards, he was still an automatic all-star. That's how good Ottinger is. So getting him back is going to be great. Um, a, something that's not great, that if y'all don't know about is Heiskinen, our superstar defender. Mm-hmm. He's going to be out for a few weeks. He's week to Yikes. week. 
Um, so that's probably where the, the those a little bit of those troubles from the losses came from. But once he's back and this team's at full strength, and I hope Ottinger will be back around the time that Hastings comes back, and this team is at full strength, I think that this team can go on an absolute tear. And I don't want to say blow the division wide open because Winnipeg isn't just going to all of a sudden get really bad. Yeah. But it's going to be a real contest for that number one seed in this division. And I have 100% faith that the Dallas Stars can do it. So we'll just see. We're coming up, we have Nashville uh, today <laughs> at 7. Uh, so, yeah, I think this team can do good. I think that for what Wedgwood is in net, he's been decent. You know, uh, the only uh, shutout that we have in these last few games wasn't even Wedgwood. It was Matt Murray, a call-up from uh, the Texas Stars, and which is our under team, our AHL team, I think. It's, it's, it's like the triple A of the NHL. So we called him up, and he <laughs> he did a shutout, something that Wedgwood, a veteran NHL goalie, couldn't do. But we did end up sending Matt back down. But it was good to be able to see somebody in their first NHL NHL game do something that uh, that special, you know, because it's very hard in the NHL to get a shutout considering how many shots a team is typically taking on you, anywhere from 20 to 40 shots a game, and the ability to stop every single one of those shots is incredible especially in your first nhl action just the speed the intensity it's unmatched so you know props to him yep and hopefully we go like you said in a big stride just do you think we have a high chance of winning this division mm, i would say i wouldn't say a high chance like I said, Winnipeg is a fantastic team, uh, but I would give us a good like forty percent chance. Yeah, that's pretty good. Just gotta keep playing our games, not really lose by one. Especially if we kind of look at those games. If we win by one, if we make less mistakes during those games, mm-hmm. those are three more wins or two more wins we have. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, because I mean, if you look here closely, you know, if you're looking at the box score. Winnipeg has won eight games in a row, and their their differential is insane. They have a plus forty four differential to our plus twenty seven. Yeah. So, you know, Winnipeg and the Canucks, their to their credit as well, have been playing fantastic hockey that is unmatched to anybody else in the Western Conference. So it's going to, like I said, it's going to take work to get there. We can easily catch up to Colorado with two games in hand, with two wins, a win tonight and a win in the next game. We'll be ahead of Colorado, but even with a win tonight, we only have one game in hand with Winnipeg, and they'll still be five points ahead of us. So, you know, we're getting close to halfway through the season. It's it's time where, you know, either you're going to hit your stride and you're going to march into the playoffs or you're going to start to stumble, and you're going to stumble into the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind the Stars will be in the playoffs, but I don't know in what condition they'll get there. To, yep. You know, uh, As far as I can tell, they're still Stanley Cup contenders, and I have faith in them, and so should the rest of y'all.
Now talk about playoffs. We're going out to the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get to the playoffs, I just want to talk about how everybody really doubted us still winning the mm-hmm. NFC East division. <laughs> and absolutely, especially midway through the season where we weren't. We got beat by the not midway, beat by the Cardinals and other teams that really shouldn't be losing to, and now winning the division over the Eagles. Yeah, and it's just an amazing season by Prescott. Everybody absolutely doubted him, wanted him out of the team. He kept his promise. He said he was going to throw less than 10 interceptions. Well, okay. Nine. Just so that people do know this, he didn't say that. No, no, he said it. No <laughs> he, he didn't say that. He didn't actually say that. But he did say he's going to have less interceptions than he did, no, the, no. Than he did last year. That's pretty much year. promising to everybody. But, yeah, I mean, this promise that we kind of made up that he said <laughs> – uh, he still came through with it, you yeah. know, which is incredible. A quarterback throwing, what was it, 36 or 38 touchdowns in a season and only throwing nine interceptions 36, yep. is, it's insane. You know, you don't get that from a quarterback every single year. Absolutely. And yeah, him still not being the, though he is in the MVP. He is, college, he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah. He's still not over. I feel like he should be over Brock Purdy. Yeah. The fact that he's not just a clear front runner for MVP is insane to me. And I think if Baltimore didn't win their conference outright, that Lamar Jackson wouldn't have gotten the traction that he got. But just the way that in the stretch that Lamar and the Ravens just absolutely destroyed the Dolphins, which everybody thought was a juggernaut, and then went on to just walk through the AFC basically and land with that first seed was amazing, you know, but mm-hmm. I feel like the way that Dak played as a quarterback was much more impressive. Even if you just look at the numbers, Dak leads in pass touchdowns, less interceptions, more yards, a higher completion percentage. I mean, it checks all the boxes. What they're taking into account with Lamar is his running. Which, yes, is a factor and it should be a factor in the MVP conversation. But A, I think that Dak should have been all pro first team because he's the better quarterback. And B, that Dak should be the lead, the front runner in the MVP conversation because he had a better year. And Brock Purdy shouldn't be in contention for absolutely anything. Not. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. So makes no sense. And then going to our right single season record breaker, CD Lamb. Breaking, yeah, yeah, breaking the receptions mm-hmm. and the yards in a single season. He had a, if I'm right, he had he did have a little bit of a slow start at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he he did have a little bit of a slow start because people were trying to tell us that AJ Brown was a better wide receiver than CD because they were looking at CD stats and just saying yeah. like, oh, this guy's terrible. But in reality, Mike McCarthy didn't know what the hell he was doing in the first half of the season, and he wasn't just giving the ball to your best player. Which, if you want to win football games. Put the ball in the to, hands absolutely. of your best player. And Mike McCarthy figured that out. And we started to win football games. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Another amazing year from CD. Uh, Tony Fowler had roughly a little bit over 1,000 rushing yards this season. What do you want to say about that? No, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't blame Pollard. I mean, our run game, we didn't have a emphasis on the run game. Neither should we have. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was clear early in the season that Tony Pollard wasn't a hundred percent that he wasn't where he needed to be in order to be that explosive running back. He's still shown that at the end though. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely games. think these last two three games that he started to show that he started to show to people like, hey, I'm still here, and I can still make that impact. Those explosive plays that you're just randomly gonna break a 10, 15 yard run on yep. a first down. He still has that. He just need a little bit of time to get back to that. And this is a perfect time to get that back, especially going to the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that beating down on Washington last week is exactly what we needed in order to be firing on all cylinders going into the playoffs. The only thing that kind of worried me was whenever uh, Butter Aubrey missed a kick. But hey, it's just one kick. One you block know, and one it, miss. Yeah, it, one got blocked. And then he missed one, and he still had the cool and confidence to hit a 50-yarder right down the middle. So I'm not concerned about Butter Aubrey at all, which I honestly don't know how I feel about the nickname Butter Aubrey. That's kind of what the Cowboys gave him. It's kind of weird, but I'll let him have it. I got a question. Um, For Gilmore's injury, would he be okay for the game? Yeah, so it ended up being a shoulder injury. A lot of people thought it was his hand or his finger or something like that. It was a shoulder injury. Uh, he says that he's good to play and that he wants to play. Um, I don't know how much that means, either just coming from him. Any because, player wants of course, to play. a player is going to want to play yeah. in the first playoff game. And, of course, they're going to say they're okay to play. Uh, but that's, of course, up to the medical staff if he's fine or not. But as far as I've seen, he's doing fine, and I expect him to play. Yeah. And then a leading, I think, leading actually the NFL, if I'm correct, Darren Bland with interceptions, nine. Yeah, n- nine in just interceptions, but in pick sixes, pick sixes as well. Yeah. How many of his interceptions were pick sixes? Like six? It was, yeah, no, it was, I think it was five. No, book of five was the record, and then six he broke, yeah. Six? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's six, 66% of his interceptions were touchdowns. That's <laughs> that's crazy. He had more touchdown catches than. Oh, no. It was five. Sorry. It was five. Yeah. I mean, still, he had more touchdown cast catches than probably the leading touchdown receiver for the Patriots. You know, because the Patriots suck, which is why Bill Belichick is gone. Yeah, which I don't. Gone. I'm not saying Bill Belichick sucks, but the no, Patriots the team, yeah. suck. And honestly, probably better off for Bill Belichick to go somewhere else or to just right off into the sunset because honestly if i was him i would do that but maybe he just loves football that much he has i would just yeah man and my and and my football right there football years like done just go relax was six super bowls or five super bowls and he's made a boatload of money oh yeah and i mean like the only reason he would come back to coach is just out of pure passion which if it's his passion and he still wants to do it, you can't deny the man that he's great at it. Absolutely. And I think any team would be lucky to have Bill Belichick on their sideline, whether it's a head coach or not. And now you have something um, up on your screen. We're going to be doing a little bit of a playoff predictor today. Right. A little bit of a segment. We're going to start including segments in our shows more often. Uh, so it's not just us talking the whole time. So we're going to start here with our playoff predictor so we're just gonna go left to right uh so we're gonna start with the buccaneers versus the eagles which is a monday night game if any of y'all want to watch the eagles lose um that being said 
I think the Bucks are gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want the Eagles to go past the first round at all. And, I think that's any kind of win. It's it's not just because the Eagles. I want them to lose. But they've been doing terrible. I, yeah, the Eagles finished the season off like one for four, or one for five, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they lost to the Giants. They lost to the Cardinals. Which yes, we lost to the Cardinals too. But they lost to the Cardinals at home in Philadelphia. So. Jalen Hurts apparently, as of Thursday, hadn't thrown a football yet because of his finger, and AJ Brown hadn't practiced yet because of his knee. Maybe they will practice today. I haven't checked the reports, but I think a Jalen Hurts not at one hundred percent, already being pretty terrible, is going to be pretty bad for them, and them not having AJ Brown, which is a good receiver, not as good as CD, still number one receiver though. If AJ Brown's not at one hundred percent, or if he still plays, and you know, like I said, he's not at a hundred percent. Or if he just doesn't play, I think that anyways they're gonna be at a major disadvantage, considering the fact that their secondary is weak, and they're playing against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. So I'm gonna put the Buccaneers. All right, the second game, Lions Rams. This one, I I feel like the Lions. You're feeling the Lions? Yeah. I I don't know why. It's just this. This this this. I don't know. For me, I'm trying to take my bias out of it. Out of my bias of me being mad that Lions fans think they should have beat us when it was their fault that, that we didn't go to overtime and it was their fault that they oh, confused yeah. the refs and didn't give clarification once the refs announced who was eligible. That is 100% on them and the team and the coaches. That is not our problem. That is not anything sketchy from the refs. That was on them. Anyways, Matthew Stafford going back into Detroit Detroit saying that nobody can wear a Matthew Stafford jersey. I don't know, man. The Rams have been firing on full. Look how look at the last few games of the I Rams. Know, I know, but I just like I just have a gut feeling it's gonna be really close, no doubt about it. I feel like it's gonna be a ass to shoot out. I think it can be like in the mid twenties, both of them. But it's just I feel like the Lions defense is gonna do something that's really just gonna throw the game upside down. All right, I can get behind it. We'll do Lions. Oh wow, I actually did it. Although <laughs> I think I think that it's a, it's a complete toss up. Yeah. I think that if Pukunakua and Cooper Cup and Kyron Williams and Matthew Stafford, oh, they're on fire. If it's nothing they can do, they continue playing the way they have, then the Lions lose this game because you saw how Jared Goff plays yeah. against the Cowboys. You saw he was terrible other than that last drive. Jared Goff is not a top 10 quarterback in this league, you know? So... This is really up to the line of defense to shut down their receiving court yeah. necessarily. If they don't do that, yes, absolutely, they will lose this game. But I just have a feeling the Lions defense is going to show up and absolutely just lock down the receiving and any offense, really. Yeah, and I can completely understand that because the Lions uh, haven't played... Uh, they haven't won the division, first of all. In like a thousand years, they've had to put up a banner for it because it had been so long. And the Lions also, it's been a minute since they had a home playoff game. So I'll give it to them. I'll say that the Lions are going to get a little gutsy win here. But I 100% think it could go either way. Now to our team. Obviously, so we're picking the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to win. Yep. Um, that's It's just that simple. 
Cowboys are 16 and 0 in homes this last year. The Cowboys average 40 points per game at home. The Cowboys are the best team in football at home. Yep. And the Packers barely got into the playoffs without a number one receiver. With a rising superstar and a quarterback, to be fair, Jordan Love's been doing his thing. But that defense is not good enough for them to win anything. No. Being 28th against the pass isn't a recipe for success when you're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, and especially you get for CD Lamb, that's what I was going to say. It's, so, it's, there's so many things going against the Packers that I don't even I, – I will say it's going to be a blow, but not like a crazy blow. I think it's going to be – we're going to be 27, 28 to like 14. Yeah, I, I think that whatever the spread is – Seven points, six points. The Cowboys are gonna beat that spread. So if you want to put those bets in, yeah. But I mean, I don't see this game being close. I I see Cowboys win like yeah. thirty-one to fourteen. You know. Well, then going to the AFC now, we have the Texans and Browns. We have another Texas team here. So obviously, for me, I'm a root for the Texans. They haven't been in the playoffs, home mm-hmm. man, for ages. Yeah. Just to see them up there, I'm kind of. This is a game I'm definitely going to be watching as well. Yeah, man, I love CJ Stroud. I love CJ Stroud. Ever since I saw, I didn't know. I don't watch college football a lot. If if I'm watching Notre zero. Dame or if I'm watching Oregon and this year Texas, um, but seeing CJ Stroud play in that, I think it was the, was it the, the, I think it was semifinals against TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing them lose that, but seeing how CJ Stroud played in that game, if I was an NFL scout, I would have thrown everything I saw about Bryce Young out the window and said, this is our guy. CJ Stroud wow. is who we're drafting with the number one draft pick. And, you know, Bryce Young went first. The Panthers ended up with their guy and had their season and no. don't have their first round pick. And the Texans ended up winning their division and, and in, the, in playoffs. the playoffs. So you can debate a wall what would have been the better pick. Yeah, <laughs> but going to back to the playoffs, what do you? I think Texans. Are I winning. think the Texans are gonna win. I don't. I think it's gonna be still like a dogfight somewhat. Obviously, we're going against the. They're going against the Browns. Yeah, but I still see them winning by at least one, one to one touchdown and a field goal. Yeah, it's it, it's not gonna be as big of a blowout as the Cowboys Packers. I'd say if the Texans win, like you said, by at most a touchdown. Uh, I think this game goes different if it's the Browns at home. Yeah. But it is the... That crowd is going to be crazy at Texans. It's the Texans at home. Uh, I I don't know much about the Texans, if they have a huge following or not. They, uh, uh, so. they do. I've been been there. Mm-hmm. It's they have, You can see it like everywhere there's flags. They yeah. Just, they don't talk about football that much because obviously who wants to talk about a losing a losing team for the past few years yeah a team that once had Deshaun Watson disgusting but now having a team to really root for right now especially in the playoffs that haven't been here in years oh and which makes me think too they're playing against Deshaun Watson even though he's not playing he's gonna be on that sideline he's gonna be there he's gonna be on that sideline so I absolutely think there's gonna be that stadium is gonna be full yeah of just crazy Texas fans and those Houston fans are no joke, by the way. We ran against them in the playoffs in the in the in baseball. 
Yeah, yeah. If those Astros fans actually follow around the Texans too, because they're you know the Astros fans were in the mud all that time that the Astros were trash and they came out like bandwagons once they were good, they'll probably do the same thing for the Texans. Absolutely. And I absolutely hate Astros fans. So, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, number one hate Eagles fans. Number two hate Astros fans. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still got the Texans. I think, like I said, if this was that. I think whoever was at home was going to win this game. So since Texans are at home, I'll give them the game. And then this is the next game. Absolutely crazy. Chiefs and Dolphins. <laughs> Just because of the weather alone, mm-hmm. I'm picking Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. I think that the Chiefs are... I think that it's this simple. Tua can't throw. Patrick Mahomes can throw. Yep. And if Tua can't throw in sunny Miami, what makes you think he can throw negative. in negative... What was it, Gus? Like negative like, 30? Ne- yeah, like negative three gusts with snow and wind. And yeah, it's just like, no shot. And this is another one of those games. If if Miami's at home, I might lean towards Miami a little bit more in this situation. Yeah. But I think that the home factor is heavy in this game. Probably most out of all the rest of the games. Absolutely. Who wants to play in negative weather in a playoff game? So, But one thing, one thing I'm definitely noticing so far with how we're doing Every home. single home team has been winning so far. Although, like I said, I think that Lions-Rams game could completely go yeah. either way. But the rest of these games, I'm pretty sure with. And then next game, Bills-Steelers. How in the world are the Steelers? The Steelers always are somehow yeah. winning record or somehow in the playoffs. That that Tomlin guy, he knows what he's doing over there. He gets winning seasons out of them somehow, no matter what quarterback, what team he has. But let's be real here. Um, They're not winning. The Steelers aren't winning. Yeah. So, Bills at home. I mean, I heard that it's going to be a terrible snow game as well there as well. And although the Steelers are used to it, they're just not a good enough football team. You yeah. know? So, so we have all home teams winning. Unless I would love for the Steelers to win just to get the Bills out. That would be that would be the funniest thing ever. Yeah, this, that would be hilarious. I don't really like Josh Allen fans either, really. They talk so highly about him. Yeah, and he took Haley Steinfeld too. So, I'm not happy about that either. I hope he loses. Yeah. He didn't know who Haley Steinfeld was, and I had to remind him. Well, he was the girl. She was the girl from Bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. No, we had to bring that up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it's not a bad thing. Are we going to talk about our division round playoffs? Of course. Do that too. Next week and just keep going forward. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the full prediction okay. and then, and then we'll however it. it plays out, then we'll switch it up. You know, if our predictions are wrong, then we'll re talk about it. Yeah, we'll okay. we'll do it all over again. So we're going back to the NFC Bucks 49ers. I see a 49ers winning. I yeah, unfortunately, no I, I I think the 49ers win here. My dream scenario is the Rams have to play the 49. I mean the 49ers have to play the Rams. Uh that's my dream scenario because then we would get to play the Bucks instead of playing the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hopeful of this Rams win. But like I said, for now, I'll go with the Lions win. Uh, I honestly feel like the Cowboys, the Lions, I feel like this is when we'll really wake up, really. And absolutely, I'm not really going <clears> to <throat> crush them, but I want to crush them. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that the Cowboys will beat them again. So let's go ahead and do that already. And then 49ers up to. And then the 49ers. So it's gonna be the final of what people expected, really. Um, yeah. But like I said, my other alternative route right now would be Rams win. Rams win here. Mm-hmm. We beat the Bucks. We play the Rams here at home. 
and then you know what I'm saying. Don't wait. But anyways, so we're coming over here. We're gonna have the Bills at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. What are you thinking? Man, this is a toss up, really. Uh, but I think really, I feel like the Chiefs are the one. I hate the Bills. I'll be honest. So I'm gonna pick <laughs> the Chiefs still. I'm not gonna pick straight out of hate, but I'm gonna pick based off of history that Josh Allen cannot beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That is also true. I forgot about that. So, I think that holds true. Sadly, this is where I feel like the Texans are going home. Yeah. They'll be going against the Ravens. And I, unless CJ Stroud just goes crazy, I don't really see them winning. Yeah, I mean, Ricky quarterback walking into Baltimore against that Ravens defense. Texans defense is decent. You know, they're not bad. But Lamar Jackson. I think Mark Andrews just got taken off of IR. You know, it's just maybe if CJ Stroud was a little bit more experienced, a little bit older, but I don't see it happening. Okay, we, can, we can see something happen. Maybe he just throws a 500-yard game or something. Yeah, I mean, he, he could. You know, he CJ Stroud is, for me, just one of them dudes. Yeah. You know? Uh, but... So far, the only away win we have right now is Chiefs at Bills. Yeah. But and going, you can't say enough about home advantage yeah. in the NFL playoffs. It's insane. Now going to the conference championship, we're obviously going back to the NFC. Cowboys, 49ers. Obviously, we're going to pick Cowboys because we're Cowboys fans. But, God, this is going to be such a close game. It's going to be a so close much game. Built up from last year, losing to the 49ers. Bless you. Thank you. Losing to the 49ers, just having a terrible game. That was such a low-scoring game. Yeah. I want this to be an absolute shootout, not a low score. I want it to be 30s, 20s, even maybe in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope it doesn't come down to us having to play the Niners again. It's quite clear that the Niners have our number. I feel like the Niners haven't played us at our best yet, though, which is what I think where we are now. Mm-hmm. Dak at his best, CD at his best. The own line, hopefully, by is healthy. Um, but hopefully, by then, our D line really figures out how to stop the run game. If, if we don't stop that run game, we can kiss this game goodbye, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. If we let McCaffrey run all over us, I mean, as much as you want it to be a shootout, if you're having McCaffrey run all over you, you're going to be putting everything towards stopping McCaffrey. And then you have Debo, Samuel, George Cato, and Ayuk on the other end of yeah. that. And as much as we like to shit on Brock Purdy, if he's throwing to open receivers, he's going to hit him most of the time. Yeah. So. You can't really say nothing much about Rock Purdy because he has so many good tools around him that make him good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, we don't think Brock Purdy's bottom of the barrel quarterback, no, but he's, he's he's an average quarterback yeah. with great weapons and an amazing system around him. And that's just the truth of it, you know? Jimmy Garoppolo got the 49ers to the Super Bowl, and you're not going to sit here and tell me Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 10 quarterback in the league. No. So and Now to AFC, I say Ravens. I think they just dog walk the Chiefs. I'm sorry, but this is where the Chiefs end. Yeah. Have, Ravens can you look up uh, if the Ravens and Chiefs have played this year? Yes, it was actually really close. It's in, oh, no, that was the 21st. Uh, that was 2021, the last time yeah. the Chiefs and Ravens played. Wow. That's already been that long? Two years. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Right here. Well, three years now. We're in 24. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
if we look back to that game, it was 35, 36. I don't think that really matters, really. Yeah, you, you're you not going to be able to go off of a game yeah. that long ago. The Mahomes, well, Mahomes had Tyreek Hill back then. Um, the Ravens, I think that was Lamar's MVP season. Yeah. Um, or maybe the year after his MVP season. Anyways. But still, they, were, they had a whole different team. Oh, yeah, it was a different team. I mean, NFL teams change Every year, drastically. Much. Unless you're winning the Super Bowl, and even when you win the Super Bowl, your team changes drastically. Yeah, but I still think the Ravens. It's gonna be. A, I feel it's gonna be a dog ball. It's gonna be in the 30, 14, 30, 17. I don't think it's gonna be that close. Yeah, I mean, as good as the coach Andy Reid, and as good as the quarterback Patrick Mahomes is, Travis Kelsey has been stuttering, mm-hmm. and those wide receivers are getting terrible. Getting up there. Yeah, Kelsey is getting up there too. I mean, he's not super old, but for NFL, he's getting old. Yeah, he's getting for up NFL, there. he's getting old. Nah, he's in his prime of his life. He's just talking about age. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna go Ravens here, okay. and it's gonna be the matchup that a lot of people actually predicted at the beginning of the year. I think because of some dumb thing with the logo, uh, oh, yeah, with the Super like Bowl logo. Top, yeah, red, it was like blue. purple and blue, yeah. and people were saying, "Oh, Cowboys, Ravens, Cowboys, Ravens." Well, maybe they're right, because that's what we have as of this week. And we'll see after this week and the next week when we do our podcast. Maybe yep. we'll have different stuff. But, um, of course, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. No explanation needed. I think it's going to be, let's see here. I think it'll be 24. Hmm. Hmm. 20? Hmm. 20? I think 20. Yeah, I mean, why are you looking at me? It's your prediction. I don't know. No, I was, I was just looking <laughs> out. I was just trying to look at you. But it's just like. So hard to predict for Super Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's far out there. Nobody knows how well these teams are going to be performing. It's all the way, like, um, like February. So yeah, I'll just say like thirty to twenty-one. Yeah, so I don't know. Nothing much you really can predict. I'll probably have know? something more accurate next week. Yeah. If if we're here next week, because like never know man nfl playoffs it's the scariest time of the year but the most exciting time of the year yeah. but i think we'll still talk about the playoffs just still kind of predict even if we're out just to kind of still be in the conversation of just nfl football yeah it's but uh we won't be really happy to talk about it <laughs> yeah no it'll be a gloss over like how we used to gloss over fc dallas when they were playing yeah because <laughs> we knew we would we were making it far but yeah but anyways yeah that's the super bowl prediction uh don't forget to follow the instagram as y'all been seeing if y'all been watching the podcast it's been slowly gaining followers we're up to 86 followers so make sure to follow downtime underscore ria we have the rangers most recent signing catcher from st louis we have the stars we have the cowboys we have the mavericks another mavericks post should be coming up today dfw sports yeah everything dfw when fc dallas comes back we'll be uploading fc dallas Yep. Um. When, of course, when the Rangers we are playing would, baseball, I would possibly be at a few games, maybe here and there. I'm trying to go to two or three of those games. Yeah, and season. if our following gets big enough, maybe we'll start doing vlogs for y'all, just so y'all can see the experience of what it's like to be at a DFW game. If you can't go yourself, but yeah, guys. Other than that, that'll be it for downtime real for yeah. this week. Stay tuned for the playoffs games. I am super excited. Me and Carter will be watching mm-hmm. it. Very excited. We'll be at the crib watching mm-hmm. the games because if we lose, we don't want to hear nothing from nobody forever. Nobody. Don't no DM us. Nothing. <laughs> don't even put anything down in the comments. 
don't nothing. Don't want to hear anything about it. Even though we'll hear enough from the whole world because whenever the Dallas Cowboys lose, the world wins apparently. Yeah. But thank you guys very much for watching Downtime Reup, and we'll see you again next Friday, hopefully with George this time. Yep. He should he's, be here. He, he said, said he he's would. Gonna be here. So. We can finally do our Christmas present. Yeah, we can I've do our so Christmas. The tree, the tree is still up for us, guys. The tree is still up for our yep. Christmas presents. I've been waiting three weeks for this. <laughs> I keep asking, "Are we gonna do Christmas presents?" No. But yeah, I'm like um, a little kid. George should be here. We should have yep. a good time. Thank you for watching, guys. See you next week. Adios.